0: blog talk radio
1: you're a deep thinker in these issues but where are we in the united states of america one time yeah yeah yo all i need is one mic one stage, one nigga front my face on the front page, only if I had one gun, one girl and one crib one God to show me how to do things his son did pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip, writing names on my hollow tips plotting shit, mad violence, who so I'm gon' body this hood, politics acknowledge it leave bodies chopped up in garbages. seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one knee I duck. could it be my time is up My
2: love, I got up. The cop shot again. Bust out glass bursts, a bean dropped to Heineken. Ricochet in between the spots that I'm
1: hiding it. Blacking out, I shoot back. This is my hood, I'm a wrap to the depth of it. So everybody come on. Little niggas is grown, hood rat Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sit from the star, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chasing. Street sweepers and coppers. Sick of kids with no conscience, leaving victims of doctors. If you really think you're ready to die, but nines out, this is what nines about, Niggas, the time is there. One, one mic, one mic, one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic, one mic.
3: All I need is one' Wakusu, Wakusu. Ah man, welcome to Tuesday, eight o'clock. Let's talk about it. You know how it goes down. It's your brother Yango, sister uh Makeda, and we're waiting on our brother Shaka to step in and really, you know, open us up and do an open monologue. But before then, what's going on Sister Makeda? How's the show? Uh
4: uh-huh.
0: oh. Uh-huh. Everything's good. Good. All good. Um, good to be back. Good to be, good to be home and be able to come in and talk about it today. Um, I'm excited about this topic because you know it's it, everything is relative, but it's like you know certain stuff it just resonates with you. So I'm really excited about today's topic um, and um, yeah, I'm just ready to ready to get into it.
3: Absolutely. Right on. Have you had the opportunity to speak to Shaka? Um,
0: I did speak to him about a half hour ago. He um I know the uh I know the concern was that initially he was not gonna be in the area. I dropped him a text just now just to, you know, find out what's yep. right. <laughs> what
3: Let's continue to the best of our ability. And, and you know, as he jumps in, he'll start, should we not be delivering it or going on the course he'd like or he uh really intended for it to go, then he'll come in and start right. But we're talking about the importance of culture in the revolution. And I know just from my earlier talking today, uh, Makeda, he was saying about just, um, you know, I think that our conversation had steered more towards cultural influences and we were really specific about, the video and movie, but I know towards the end of it, you were saying also literature and things like that. So let's talk about the importance of culture in the revolution. And I'd like to to add to that, you know, what type of culture? Because that is so broad, you know, and I know some of you staunch Afrocentric brothers and sisters are about to (laughs) eat me up on this one. I already know, because you guys know how I get out.
4: <laughs> you know, but, okay, wait
3: a minute, wait a minute. Saved save by the bell. We have our dear brother here. Look, I was saved for myself. Let, let's open it up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Hold
3: on, man. Let's see if I, if I hit the right button. Did I get him in? Ah, come on.
4: Wakusu. Wakusu. Wakusu, man.
2: Hey, I, I, heard, I heard that question, and we will get into that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: what's up, what's Shaka, man? the, floor, the floor, Kusu, man?
3: What's up, man? Welcome, 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 kuso fam. Uh, the mic man? is yours, mm-hmm. brother. All right,
2: well, um, let, me, let me make sure I'm not breaking up first. Can can you hear me? Because I'm out here on this road. Yes, sir. Kind of chopping. Okay. Really? Uh, you know, you did a, a great intro, brother. I want to take the time to thank everybody for being here, you know what I mean, tonight. And, uh, First of all, before I go further, speaking of culture, I want to uh, send a, a deep shout-out and deep condolence to the passing of uh, two people that are very close. One is our brother Hashim and who was the uh, national chairman of the New Black Panther Party. want to send a, a salute to him and his journeys. And to our brother from the Zulu Nation, Zulu King, Yoda Lord X, who was a, a pivotal person in the culture of hip-hop, he also passed today. So, we just want to take a moment to send a shout out to both those brothers and their families. Long live, brothers. Long live.
0: Yeah, live. yeah, yes,
3: sir, yeah no
0: sir. doubt.
2: Yes, sir. Well, you know, and as we jump into it, man, you know, thank the answer for letting us be here. But, um, you know, we definitely, tonight's show is about, you know, culture and what culture means in the struggle, how important it is. And when I say culture, I'm talking about, like, the imagery. Of reflecting us as a people versus not reflecting us as a people. So I want to be clear about that. And that that can be defined, like you did say, brother, it's a very broad spectrum. And it can be defined in many different directions. You know, and that's what we're going to get into tonight. But before we get into that, Sister Makita, I think you said you had a piece you wanted to do, a piece of poetry, which is part of the culture. A piece of poetry,
0: in the, um, yes, I think. And it's entitled, okay. It ain't enough. Are you doing anything? Hey, Makeda, we're, we're getting some.
3: Makeda, one, one pause. I'm sorry to interrupt because I love poetry. We're getting a little feedback. Is there any way we can get a little, just a little clearer? Because I know these are words we're going to want to hold on to. Indeed,
2: indeed. So, go the floor is yours.
4: Yeah, please. Let me
0: fix that. It's be better. Oh, hello. Oh, hey. yeah, excellent.
4: Yeah. That's
3: a lot better.
0: That's a lot better. Okay. It's entitled. It ain't enough. Are you doing as much as you can for the struggle? Am I doing as much as I can for the struggle? So why do I cry with what people are in trouble? The ancestors slap me in the face and say, Yo! It ain't enough to speak loosely of politics without education on how it impacts the people. Ain't enough to sit in pulpits, bowed heads, praying for social relief, keeping would-be warriors sheeple. Ain't enough to watch aligning stars wage social media wars or wait on ISIS and Horus, or simply pouring libations to predecessors on the other side who've gone all along before us. Ain't enough to have that talk about how to arrive alive, how to walk the walk that will keep your children from being killed. We've been doing that forever, and, the law enforce- and at the law enforcement's hand, unarmed black youth are dying still. Ain't enough to protest and or boycott. It's hard to hit them where it hurts when they have resources to recoup their losses for the shit the first time we ain't got. It ain't enough to teach people sovereignty without power. Ain't enough to accept oppression paying more by the hour. Nor to suggest that we'll get justice by making capitalist demands like my black. Becoming fodder for neo-capitalism will be the end result of that. Ain't enough to have white allies chatting Black Lives Matter, all the motherfuckers' old reparations. Tell your allies that. It ain't enough to want to lead as you yet lack the science, no ability to organize and mobilize the masses in the right direction, not just moving in defiance, or even threatening those who oppress you as if that's to be the solve, never lending your efforts to strategy, never pushing the line to evolve. It just ain't enough to sit around doing whatever you're used to doing. So get up. Get organized. Let's get the hell going. We got to get this freedom brewing. And that's that piece. All
2: right. Whoa. Mm. All right. All right. Mm. Well, that that set the tone. That set the tone straight ahead. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. Mm. That, oh, that, that that kind of blew me back for a second. I got to breathe on that one. What you think, Angus?
3: Yeah, that's 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 some real stuff. That's some real that's stuff. That's real, man. like that's real. Yeah.
2: And and that kind of goes yeah. into like definitely what we're talking about tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm like, waiting tonight. for part
3: two of it, though. You know. I'm challenging for. Right, the, right. I'm sorry, what <laughs> sh- you saying something? I'm, I'm challenging for the part Not. two. Like, what is enough? You know what I'm saying? If it ain't enough, what right, is right. enough? Right. You know. Exactly. So that's that's word, man. Man, that's some that's that's a good piece, Makeda. Thank you,
2: thank you. You know but it it goes right in line with what we're talking about though, because it's very important to understand like like pieces like that or what we're talking about when we're talking about struggle, man. We we need you know, let's start with like the history of it. If we look back at any major struggle throughout the world, it's always accompanied with A culture, a culture meaning a way of life. Let's be clear about when I say culture. It's not necessarily saying, you know, super Afrocentric or whatever, but a way of life that reflects the message you're trying to get out there. So if your message is liberation for African people, then our, our music, our clothing, our everything should reflect that imagery, that pride that's needed, that love for self that's needed, that love for everything that we are and everything we've been through and i And I think that that's something that I don't think I know that's something that we don't have and and I feel like that's one of the reasons why we're not succeeding and y'all can chime in at any time on that too
0: i I absolutely agree i look a hundred percent i you know I think that we a lot of times we get we just think you know anything anything is reflective of you know just because we put it out there is right reflective of our culture but you know there are unique circumstances and situations and we have a you know we have a unique oppression that we we live through which we represent mm-hmm. you know in different ways and and it's not all negative that we're representing you know we're representing you know some when we we wrap our hair I was thinking about um, um, the campaign, the Ahu movement started a few years back, and it was because these administrators in, in down in, not Tampa, it's um, St. Petersburg, these administrators, Mm -hmm. school administrators, were making it against the rules for the young girls to wrap their heads. You know, our sisters, we couldn't, you know, our our young sisters couldn't express themselves according to their culture. And that came, right. you know, that, that whole culture came from something else. It came from oppression. It came out of oppression, but it's beautiful. And uh-huh, now they uh-huh. say, you know, because it's something else, other than what they had started it to be, you know, we and we've made right, it right. an expression of our own. And we, you know, we really... You know, we we just got to funk on everything we do. That's just <laughs> what it is. We can't help it. Right, right. We, we can't to, help that that
2: spend on we need, so, right?
0: And they they you know now they call it distracting. You know what I'm saying? Before yeah. it was it was necessary for us to wrap our heads You know,
1: right. To but hide, you didn't hide our your beauty
0: head. by hiding our hair. You didn't get it right. us, right, right? But you know, so you know, it's whatever our culture happens to be. We have an expression, you know. There's an expression for it. There's a way that we express mm-hmm. it very uniquely, and it comes from all of our collective experiences. So, yeah, I, you know, we have to, we we definitely have to represent where we stand in that culture. Exactly,
2: exactly. and I I, I want to like I use this today platform too because, you know, I'm I'm citing up the recently passed Brother Chadwick Bozeman. Big ups to Chadwick, you know. Um, yeah, but people don't yeah. like what I like. What I love about that brother as a, as an actor, I did my research, did my homework last week or so. I really did in the books on the brother, and um, I I like the fact that even though his career was short and brief, he selected only roles that would be inspiring for the people, his people, our people, you know, which mm-hmm. is a milestone for a lot of black actors because they don't get to do that. They don't get to do that, and 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 him resting on the shoulders of Denzel Washington, who we found out is the man that. Financed his ability to go abroad and study the fine arts of thespianism and come home and be this renowned actor that he is, you know, phenomenal actor, for him to take that route and, and consciously take it. Now, I say consciously because what people don't know, and I expressed earlier to you guys, I did some research, and I found out that Chadwick Bozeman, after he did a couple appearances on Law and Order and things of that nature, he got a landing role in a soap, and he had to play a young black character, the typical young black right. hood dude. So, you know, he got it. He he rocked the first episode, which was the pilot show. They loved him. They called him into the station and said, look, we love what you're doing. You know, we're about to hit you with the six figures. You know, he's fresh out of acting school, six figures, and told him, say, you know what, anything you need, feel free to come for us because we got you. So he said, he thought about it, and he went back to him in the next meeting. He said, yeah, I got a few things I want to top up before we get into actually filming the series. And they said, what is it? He said, well, I want to know a little bit more about my character. He said, well, anything, Chadwick. Let us know, Chad. You know, so He said, oh, well, you know, first of all, where's the young man's father? Like there's no mention of his father here. And they said, oh, what do you mean where's he at? He's, he's in jail, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, okay. So where's the mother? Oh, what do you mean? She, she's addicted to drugs, obviously. You know, so he thought for a minute, and he said to the execs, he said, well, you know, I'd like to make his character a little more well-rounded, if you don't mind. I'd like to add some depth to him. Like, let's ha- have him have a hidden skill, like he's a musician or a mathematic whiz or something of that nature. But because of his environment, he hasn't been exposed to that, you know, and maybe we can somehow get to that at, later on in the show. So one of the execs was like, hey, that's a good idea. That's not bad. The other exec, he said, grabbed his, his folder and was like, oh, you went to Howard, huh, huh. with the smirk, and then put the folder down. And said, you know what, we're, we're going to chop it up. We'll get back to you. He said he got a call the next day. Boom, you're fired. You know, you're out of here. And he said he thought about it, but eventually, eventually he realized it was a blessing. And then, that he made a conscious effort from that moment on to definitely never be involved with anything that's going to hurt or, or bring down the image of black people. And he might not be the only one, you know, but we were talking about him because right. he just passed away. I think that's phenomenal. And that's the kind of stance that we need to, you know, start taking across the board. With our culture Because whether we like it or not Our culture is reflective of our reality You know It's not the other way around Like you know I rap about what I see But you see what you see Because of songs and movies That were made about what you see Before you saw it You know what I mean Right So it's really not your reality right. it's, a, it's a crafted reality That you were born into You know We got to start Rapping about what we want to see And, and singing about right. what we see And et cetera et cetera You know and, and that's what art and culture is It allows you to create and, and we're forgetting that, you know. For, I, I spent years working in the, in, a, in the National Black Theater of Harlem, and what I was privy to was a lot of plays being born right in front of me, you know, and a lot of sets being designed in front of me. And I would watch a set go from nothing to a city, nothing to a park. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I realized, wow, we got the power to create whatever we want from these blank spaces. But we're, we're slowly getting away from that. So now we got Cardi B and, you know, in and, uh, and the song WAP, W-A-P, which gave birth to the exploitative show Cuties on Netflix. You know what I mean? And people don't get the connection, but I do. I see it clearly. You know what I mean? Like, this was the justification for that. Even though Cardi B and them may not have realized what they were doing, but I'm quite sure that the executive producers knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? And the people who put out this show knew that the the water was just right to put these little 9- and 10-year-old girls, not just twerking, because... I can go, people are arguing it's true. You can find similar dances in Africa that resemble twerking. There's a whole mm-hmm. thing about these girls going on in the movie with the makeup and all. It's just much deeper. So, tonight's show, I really want to get into how do we correct this? And I'm going to return the floor at this point, not to be too long.
3: Um, um, I'd like to jump in and chime in. You know, when we're talking about that and, and, and to say something, my little my understanding of culture, my take of culture is a little different. I, I you know, I've heard the argument does life reflect is culture reflective of life or is life an imitation of culture, so on and so forth. But I think that they exist simultaneously. I think culture is just mm-hmm. the expression of your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what happens with what what happens we've defined culture in my opinion of course, what is seen what is seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is out there, the main part that is seen. But culture consists of the unseen. Like, we had, you know, let's, let's keep it real. Black folks, we had a sex culture. It was things we did and didn't do. Mm-hmm. That was taboos in the community. So culture right. consists of ways you deal with trauma, mm-hmm. the ways, um, you know, sexually, and all kind of ways that you express yourself. So when um, we talk about culture, that is, that's what it is to me. It's an expression. Of the reality that you're the reality that you're living. Now, my little take to that is, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to hide a call. One. my little take to that is really when you look at the other ethnicities or the other groups of people, they really, especially if they have any type of power, um, really begin to change the people being exploitive of their culture the bad images, Uh Uh and I'm talking about the people that moved to empowerment, like the Jews, uh, the Chinese now. You know, like uh, my father shared with me one time, they used to say, you don't stand a Chinaman's chance in hell. You don't hear that saying anymore. You see what I'm saying? So when they move to control the image, all of that is a part of the empowerment, and I think that that's what we have to do. In concluding, I would say, and one of the ways to control that is when we do things when we become creative and have these expression of cultures if we held them a little more sacred and didn't really just do them and look at look at ourselves as commodities and put it on the market you know you know one of the problems with our society is that is our way out so we exploit ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, the ballpoint. So we don't do it for right. the people. We do it to get out of any condition we think we're in. So it no longer becomes sacred. It no longer is just something to be sold. And you look up, and every other people are emulating you without acknowledging the greatness that it came from.
4: Hmm.
0: Agreed. Oh, um Agreed. You know, I I think also to add to that, um, the whole idea that it is an expression, you know, culture is an expression of your, your everyday existence. And to marry that with what uh, Shaka had previously said about showing what it is that we actually want to see, you know, if you're, if you're holding it sacred, if you hold it sacred, and even if you're marketing it, you still market it as sacred. You know what I'm saying? Like you still have to hold it in such a way if, like you brought up uh, sex culture. If there were certain things that are taboo in our communities, as opposed to as opposed to just just basically uh, shutting our culture and joining the popular culture or the dominant culture that you know that we're immersed in, if we hold our own sacred. If we held our own sacred right, and, right. and showed that, you know, and it actually maintain the sanctity of whatever it is that is a part of our community and a part of our upbringing that would, you know, that would still hold it in that place and make it where it's not something that, that gets mm-hmm. filthy in the process,
4: mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm.
0: and and end up turning out. You said the show is, I haven't heard about the show, Little Cuties, you said? Yeah, little, little Cuties, cuties on uh,
2: Netflix. I actually watched the episode. Oh. I heard a lot. I wanted to see it for myself. Whoa. <laughs> all mm-hmm. I can say is whoa. You know? Oh, wow. Very, very much in the, the the vibe of the child exploitation that is taking place all over, the scandals. It's very much in that vein. Wow. You know, it's very much. Oh. I mean, I would tell people, just catch a chat. You know, if you can get a episode in or go on YouTube, see if there's a clip, you know, and they and. and the story, the headline story is about a young African sister who is very much cultured, very much in her culture, you know, mm-hmm. who is supposed to be her coming out story. So she's, she's finding herself, and she's, now she's taking off the, the cultural garbs, and she's got on the tight pants, and she's got the makeup on, she's shaking a little body everywhere, with well, these other little girls. They're all little, like, you know, at one scene, some boys ask, well, how old are you girls? And they were like 12, uh-huh. we're 12. You know, and I was like, wow. So it came to that, huh?
0: <laughs> wow. And, you know, there was a time. Like, you know, I remember, <laughs> I'm, this, this is just a little sidebar. I remember, I don't know if you all have ever experienced this, but as a kid, um, growing up in the in the project, we had mm-hmm. little dance troops and stuff. So the projects over there had a right. dance troop, we had our dance troop, you know, and... Right. There was a dance back in the day called the dog. We were good to go all the way up until we got to that point where we were doing the dog, and I was. We were practicing in my yard actually. My mother jumped off the <laughs> porch. I'm
4: not kidding.
0: I'm down. I'm pumping and carrying all. I'm gonna jumped off yes. the porch and kicked my butt. You hear me?
1: Yeah.
0: No, ma'am. We're not going to do it. We're not going to yeah, do well, it. If it. If it's just answer or how you see it, this not what we do. So, you know, like, <laughs> that, that's part of that, you know, that's part of that culture. Like, no, nah, we ain't, no. Nah. And none of those other parents, because those other parents weren't out there. My mother made an example out of me. They Everybody stopped it. You hear me? They cut it out. because so they figured that's they right, were coming right.
4: up. <laughs> it was they <laughs> Right. They, they, before their parents
3: <laughs> saw it You know what I'm saying Right,
0: right, right you, hear me? Tell parents, you, you ain't from the beginning
3: I
2: remember Similar stories Growing up in the project When we used to have The talent shows Remember the talent shows Big back then Everybody had a talent show And I remember At mm-hmm. that time uh, If you remember Vanity Vanity Six And the Mary Jane girls yes. Were like Hot yes. groups then Very, very hot And very, very hot You know what I mean so
4: we <laughs> right. we would
2: breakdance, you know, we, yeah, you know, we was in our little breakdancing thing. So my group did our thing. And then these little girls came out, they had on their trench coats and they took off their trench coats and had on all this lingerie, just like the Mary Jane girls or, and for wow. those that are young, you can go look at it, go Google it and see what I'm talking about. But um,
4: you can Google wow. gaggle
2: it. But, uh, you know, it was like when they had all that on, I can remember the same thing that so everybody was clapping because, you know, we all like the song. We thought they were just going to dance to it. Man, when they broke out with this lingerie on these little girls, I remember Mr. Welsh. He was the man that ran the community center.
1: Mr. <laughs> Welsh jumped up,
2: cut the lights on, <laughs> grabbed the microphone, and went in. Like whose mm-hmm. kids are these? You know what I mean? Okay. And when the, the lady got up, he was like, "Oh, we we don't do this. We this is not happening. You know, put your clothes back on. You know, come back with your clothes on, and you can sing the song all day long. <laughs> you know." But like like you said, Yanga,
4: that's a right. taboo
2: then. We, we, we didn't allow that. So that even though that is definitely something that was in our eyesight and in our reality, we knew, like we're saying, no, that ain't going
3: to fly. We don't, that's not
2: what we want. So I guess I'm right. saying all that to say, if we're talking about liberation and designing a blueprint to liberation, we're at the nexus, if you will, between what is and what we want. So my question mm-hmm. or my point today is how can we get to what we want if we're carrying what we don't want? You know what I'm saying? Like we, right. we always say we don't want to see, but now, okay, well, how do we expect to get there if we're still promoting this? And, you know, we understand that, like Yanga said, people are looking for a way out of a situation, which goes back to who created the situation for you to want to get out mm-hmm. that bad, you mm-hmm. know? And, and we got to start thinking about like the impact because like, We said earlier when we were talking, you know, a friend of mine, he he wrote the book Be More Careful. Very big seller on the the black publication market back in the days. And there's been so many since then. But you might write that book and get over, but 60, 70 years from now, that book might become like a tablet to try to discover who we were 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what we got. We we got to think about that part of it. You know, it's bad enough. I, I lived in Canada and just turning on the BBC, if I never came to America, I'd be like, damn, black people are crazy as hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Crazy and lazy. Right. Like that's that's what the BBC shows from outside the country. So could you imagine if all this footage was like archived somewhere, which it probably right. is, and and the the, the documentary is made two hundred years from now, this is how they lived back then. You know what I mean? Right. What would be?
4: Mm-hmm. So I Absolutely. Think we, we have to. Really, I think you know when we, we go, have go back, to
2: really chase that.
3: I think when we go back and talk about that, that, that culture piece uh, And we, like I said before, man I'll go back and and talk about all of our culture You know, just looking at culture As a whole of, you know, black African expression Especially for us here in America Just the whole thing of black African expression And um, so what happened is, you know White people realized, let's scare white suburbia less less you know, it's money in fear and trauma so let's take that aspect of black culture. There is no, you know, like I heard somebody say, you know, well, what about black-on-black crime? 90% of black people are killed by black people. We say, yeah, but, you know, 90% of white people, 85% of white people are killed by white people. You know what I'm saying? So there's, right. whatever community you live in is going to be white-on-white crime. So I right. let's take that aspect of black culture, you know, sensationalizing and traumatizing. White America, it not only serves, it not only can put money in our pocket, it can serve a political agenda of criminalizing black people. You know, we can dehumanize them. Can you imagine what we can do to them? And like I said, when you create poverty in certain social conditions that you uh, are willing to sell your soul, you know, we have sisters right. and brothers forced in certain conditions due to poverty, willing to sell their body. So, how much more so a talent, your know, rap, your dribbling skills, your ingenuity, how much how much more so would you be willing to give that away, you know what I'm saying, than your body? So the incentive mm-hmm. for those talents to belong to the people, the institutions to hone and cultivate those talents, in my opinion, have to be some priorities that we begin to work on. What is the incentive to keep these people, our young people and I, you know, not just our young people, this uh, class of people, and I hate to use the word class, but for lack of better words, listen, I know we got... Makita on the phone, and I, I do not want a political education on classism afterwards. But
4: this <laughs>
3: this group of this group of people, you know what I'm saying? On, you know, this group of people in our community. <laughs> what incentive do we have to bring them back? And what institutions are we preparing to hone, cultivate, and utilize these talents? And 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 in saying that, in the last part of my conclusion, I think those are parts. Of the culture that we are responsible in our propaganda machine to put out there just as vehemently, just as hard as the negative aspects of our culture is. Because, like I said, everybody has negative aspects of their cultures. Ours is just being exploited.
2: Exactly, and I I, I think a lot of it too is that you know when you ask that question, what can we give people? Most people that see out they don't really see out because out is. The ability to feed your family, period The ability to safeguard your family That's out, you know what I mean And not be subjugated to yeah. life, living like less yeah. a human But that, that for, you know, That's what out is Out is not the big car The flashy house, the money The notoriety, the fame That's not out, that's white That's, that's you right. wanting to be equal To what you think white society is You know what I mean Because I could take you to the hills of Jamaica Or the hills of anywhere And show you some people that are out they're out. They're good. They 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 grow their own food. Right. They they fish their own fish. They make their own clothes. You talk to them. They happy as as ever, because they are. It's in their mind. I can do what I got to do for my people. So out is based on things. So we go back and talk about damage. We go back into the celebrity, which is like part of that social damage. We 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 want not just to be financially right, but we want to be accepted. So we're gonna have to. You know, make an a hard effort, create a new acceptance. Create, you know, I, hate to, I I hate to, but I will use create a Wakanda of our own, basically. You know, that whole concept of our own standard. You know, create our own standard. You know what I mean? Where like somebody say, where's our Wakanda? You know what I mean? Like, we have to be able to do that, and we can do it, and it's being done everywhere. Except again, we have to stop looking through the eye of the white man. You know, if I make a movie right now and put it out, if it's not backed by Goldwyn Myers or you know, somebody Berg, then they're going to be, ah, that's just a a hood movie. We call it a hood movie. That's just a hood movie. You know what I mean? Like, so, if, if, well, shit, Goodfellas was a hood movie. It's about their hood. You know what I
1: mean? Right. You know? Right.
2: Like, at the end of the day, I can can know Goodfellas is about Italian gangsters and criminals. You know what I mean? That's their hood movie. But we call that a blockbuster cinematic triumph, you know, of the 80s. But if I make a movie about my neighborhood and what we go through and, and the ups and downs of it, we, black people, call it a hood movie. Like, there was just a movie I recently seen with the young man from Get Out, the one who was hypnotized. I don't know his name. But uh, he made a movie. It was a love story. You know? I used uh-huh. catch it. Some people that I know saw it. Called the, I think it's called The Picture. And it's the story okay. of this picture and, and oh, how it transcends the generation.
0: Yeah.
2: The Photograph, yes, yes. I heard it was an excellent movie, but it got no play because nobody mm-hmm. died. Nobody died, nobody sold drugs, nobody went to jail, nobody went to visit their dad in jail, or saw their mom on the corner, none of that. You know, their homeboy wasn't a gangbanger and wasn't trying to get out the gang. It was just a movie about black people being in love. Through the ages. Wow. And they wow. got like to no play. You know what I mean? And I'm saying, like, we have to take the realm and start making, you know, jump a kind of the solution side. We have to start becoming creative. Uh you look at the movie Eddie Murphy just did about uh Dolomite. You know Dolomite, he got canned everywhere. No, nobody, nobody wanted him. So he took his own money and bought a movie theater, sold his tickets in the rest of history. You know, we don't like we said earlier, we don't have movie theaters now, but uh, cuz obviously corona stopping that, but we do have all these outlets that are sh- starving for material.
4: Man. We have to like Man. you saying,
2: we have to go to the table as power brokers. Like yo, we know you want our product. How about that? It's not even mm-hmm. a question if. We know you want to sell blackness, which is fine.
0: And, 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 control, anything, control, the, and control the imagery. Control the right, imagery. Right. Not just right. saying, right, right. you know, oh, shit, just because yeah, you you know, on it's, it's coming terms. from black folks and they want it. You know, or they'll pay right. you to present a certain type of image. No, you control yeah, it. They nah, need nah. it. You control it.
2: Control the whole game. And see, that's why I think a lot of us, that's our problem you know, we, we think, like old folks say, if it ain't the white man ice, it ain't cold. You know what I mean? Like, a movie's a movie, you know? As long as you get a certain amount of people to watch the movie, you made some money off of it. You can go on to the next thing. You know, because everybody don't listen or watch everything. But, you know, it's, it's definitely something that is missing for the movement. Like, we have no theme song. Where's the I'm Black and Proud for now? You know what I mean? Where's Where's the where's any of that? Like, in the R&B, wherever. Where's the, the movies? Like, you know, uh, all those movies from back then, and even in the 90s, we had a few of them, you know what I mean? But they're, they're non-existent now. And we have more, I mean, everybody has an the iPhone. They're shooting movies with iPhones now. iPhone 11, Pro Max, you can go and look it up online. Plenty of people about how they shot a movie. As a matter of fact, they just redid uh, the scene from Halloween. I mean, Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original one. They go, the original film, people back in. This time, instead of using those big bulky cameras from back then, they used a bunch of iPhones. We shot the whole thing and put it out as a as a, um, a tribute to the movie. So we have the technology. We just have to stop allowing ourselves to get in our way. You know, we can put out whatever music we want to put out and sell it and still do our thing. You know what I mean? You don't got to have five cars. You can get one car. It's okay. You know what I mean? You don't need a 60-bedroom house bedroom house. You get to get yourself a little house. You'll be all right. You know, so along with the culture comes the, I think, the vision Has to be of what we see ourselves as when it comes to being successful, and I don't want to dominate.
0: Right, you know, it's it's like what we were saying before about, um, you know, defining revolution too. You know, you have Mm -hmm. to understand that to be a revolutionary is to be a visionary. You know, and and that means that you are going to lead. You are going to decide what's going to happen. You're not going to wait on something to happen to you. You're going to make something happen for you, you know, and that, you know, I I think like what Yangle was saying earlier, how do we, I think the answer was was tied into your question because you kind of wrapped it back around and was like, you know, essentially we have to get in front of all of this. We have to own it. We have to own it. mm And be able to say what it's going to be, how we're going to present it, Like you said, Shaka, with you know, I I think of of how we have all these different streaming platforms, whether it's music or or um, cinematic. Like you, you don't you can bypass middleman at this point. You know what I'm saying? You how much how much of this like guerrilla marketing of these little um, these little web series do you see on Right. You know, on YouTube or whatever, whatever platform you happen to be looking at them on. Like they're they're creating this content themselves. So if we're and and some of it is ridiculous, but
4: yeah, again, yeah.
0: if those same individuals are conscious of what they're doing, if they were conscious of what they're doing and not just you know not just doing stuff because you know this is popular and this is you know this is what you do. I understand some folks like. Sometimes you just want to laugh. I get it. But you have to be right. conscious also of what kind of imagery um, you put out before you. You have to, and you got to be
4: responsible.
0: You've got to be responsible. No. You know,
4: and I, think, I, and yeah, I know yeah, don't I, Nobody
0: I, want to hear the I'm wet towel coming, but you know, that's what it <laughs> is. Yeah, you got to be responsible.
4: You have to look at
2: the, the su- uh, success of it, man. Like, you know, I don't want to to anybody, I'm not, you know, Big enough Hitler But I gotta study everybody I mean that man's whole entire campaign Hinged control of the media From posters To leaflets To when he actually took power To movie reels Radio stations I mean this man Used that whole propaganda platform To push an imaginary agenda into reality Think about that
4: hmm. I, You yeah. know There was no me, such thing as that here.
2: Before
3: him yeah, absolutely. I wanted to jump in on a couple of things. Um, one of the things I heard too is like I do think we we have the ingenuity, we have the creativity. It's something that uh, Makeda said is responsibility and accountability. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of these shows we're talking about are are shot and directed, and some even produced by black people. You know what I'm saying? The, the black exploitation of us is largely performed. By us because we have the eye for it We have the vibe We know what to get and We just sell it to corporations Mm -hmm. So you know it starts with the accountability And responsibility of images You know and that comes from I think uh, last week Our brother talked about the destruction Of the image of Africa You know what I'm saying We don't see ourselves connected to nothing great We don't have that in our culture no more Is that shame factor Even when I was coming up There was a shame factor attached to the culture there was just certain things you didn't do that was just shameful as hell. It was bad. It was bad, Juju. It was ugly. It was little boys and little girls didn't do that. You know, it was something attached to some things you didn't do. Now, was everything right? Well, you know, some of it was very oppressive to um, particular people in our community. I will say that. But at the least, we didn't throw the, I think we throwing the baby out with the bathwater now. I think in our effort to be so liberal and free, we haven't taken our uniqueness into consideration and realized oh, yo, we had, whether we remember them or not, we had checks and balances in places for reasons. Whether we remember right, right, right. why, exactly, but they were there for a reason because we're a particular type of people and it held a particular type of standard. We're Africans, you know. And so I say all of that, it, when part of embracing the culture, it's not just expression, it's not just um getting it out there, it's about more responsibility. I wanted to add in in, in ending it with, like you said about Hitler, right? Hitler was, you're absolutely right. Hitler got them to create and to buy into the vision because, like you said, though he tapped into their culture, their Norwegian, Germanic, uh, whole pride, honor, you out like this because the Jew, you know, you really are great people. You don't let these people trick you. You know what I'm saying? So he was—he really tapped right, into right. their culture of being a great, you know, because at one point in the time, he tapped in part of their culture where they were a very dominant particular factor in in Europe, and he tapped into yeah. that, and he did like any good leader should do. I'm not going to say embellish, but you know, he went to extremes. But you big up your your heroes, your nationalist heroes. You big them up. You right. know what I'm saying? And right. he did that, and like you said, he pushed that vision. But I go back to say he tapped into something that had lain dormant in their World War I defeat, uh, and just, you know, the, the whole thing they had to go through, and you have to know a little bit about their history, that so-called greatness he saw in his people had laid dormant. And what did he do? He didn't blame them. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all, lazy is ill. Germans ain't going to never have nothing. We can't come together. Germans, you can't trust the dummy. He, he said, man, you did it. Them Jews did
4: it. Right, <laughs> right. Right. right, right. And they so pulled. even
3: the most they laziest pulled. German got his ass up and was like, wasn't going to let a Jew outwork him or a Jew. You know, it inspired him to a certain thing. Not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just stating my observation of history for you you people yeah, out I mean, there ready was, to holler, Yang is anti-Semitic. Yeah. yeah. They're going
1: to get you, brother.
3: Oh, they're going to get me. An ADL at yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you right. and the fifth league and everybody else. right. Okay.
2: We got any
4: phone calls? Any phone? <laughs> That's what I'm about to say.
3: <laughs> phone lines are phone lines are definitely let's say that man. Phone lines are definitely open. You guys know what it is. Definitely You're listening open. to Les Les talk about it. The importance of culture in revolution with your brother, Shaka, Sister Makeda, and me, myself, Yanga. Um like I said, press one, you'll be recognized. We'll open you up and we can wrap. <clears throat> Definitely. So, actually, <laughs> in the beginning, I accidentally opened up a phone line of the brother, man. He's free. So, he's been riding along the whole time, and I enjoyed his conversation okay, okay, so much okay. for last week. I didn't even close his mic. So, right. brother, I forget your name, man. A thousand apologies, but your mic is open, man. If you like to chime in. I didn't even, uh, can y'all yes, hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I can hear, hear you. Oh man, my bad. Cause I didn't even push number one. I was just listening. I wasn't. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Oh, good, good, thing hey, nothing, nothing. good thing you ain't said that, Good thing you <laughs> ain't said so, that. Okay, this is, so it's Maito, man. But you know what? I don't. I really don't want to be hey, like brother, coming in and hogging the comment. I'll just say one thing, and I'm gonna listen. Um, I think one thing that we we could I would like to hear you guys talk about is um, mm-hmm. talking about the. How we need to be able to guard against the exploitation of our culture. Um, exp- mm-hmm. Like I, I used to talk to my youth, and one analogy I would give them, you know, I would I would show them commercials and things of that nature. And I'm not gonna get into all of it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I, I went back and showed them how Run DMC. And the, and the whole My Adidas, and, and then Jordan and, and Spike Lee with the Nike and how that just blew up the whole uh, apparel industry, of you know, exploiting our community with these um, athletic apparels and things of that nature. But I would tell them this story about how, you know, how you could be looking at a commercial, let's say, for any product. Let's just take um, like a shoe, for example, and how what they do is they take their product and then they wrap our culture around it. And mm-hmm. so I would say, so you you take this tennis shoe, and then all of a sudden when it comes on, you know you got this. First of all, you got this figure, right? This well-known athletic Jordan, killed Kobe, et cetera. Someone that is dear to our hearts, that is a part of our community, and then you get them in there. So there's that one pool and then here comes this dope beat in the background, right? And then this, and then they got him looking all fly, sliding to the left, right, knees up, and then he's talking. And then here comes our lingo, yo, yo, money, yo, just do it. You know, they put our lingo in there. They put our, our hip hop music, and they got this graffiti look. And they wrap all this shit around their product. And then at the end of the shit, you start feeling like, yo, I got to have those money because that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, we got to right, right, rock. Right, right. So, rocking them tennis shoes is what we do. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I'm right. talking about the McDonald's and shit, right? It's McDonald's commercial, they show brothers. Playing dominoes and the black family, the cookout and the soul music and then and then at the end it's like black cookout, domino family, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But but, but true, true, true. go ahead, go ahead, brother. Y'all got what I'm talking about, man. I'm out, man. Peace. Nah, I'm you,
3: listening, you, man. Good job. Right, appreciate you, brother. Man. Appreciate Yo, man. Peace, peace. We, brother, brother,
2: we appreciate y'all. I mean, you know what a lot of it is too, though, uh, that we didn't touch. it. I'm glad brother brought it up. It's called uh, product targeting. And uh, we have to understand that when you create a product, you target your audience. There has to be an audience you're targeting. So if, if it's culture, we have to say, okay, well, look, there's 100 people in that room. Maybe 20 of them are going to buy into this, this revolution thing. Not that we don't care about the other 80, but we're really gunning for that 20. And then if we gun for that 20 consistently, that 20 turns into 80, and turns into a hundred because it's a new market now. Mm-hmm. Example, mm-hmm. example given. I don't know if you remember. Like I'm 51, so I remember as a young man, you know, even a kid. My mother would listen. She loved gospel, and gospel concerts were not like they are now. Nowhere near that. They were held in big mm-hmm. churches. So every church, like mm-hmm. in my my in my neighborhood, it was uh, u, uh, what's that, u a u n i or something like that. I can't remember. U a m. of them churches anyway. And it was, like, the biggest church. And everybody would go to that church, and it would be, like, the Sunday sermon. And then all these guest groups from all over the region would come there and sing their songs for, like, the evening. That was the evening concert. Was, you had, like, the blind boys and this one and that one. And they moved from church to church to church within a region, and mm-hmm. then they would move to other areas of the country. But that was their service. But they weren't targeting mm-hmm. the people outside. They focused strictly on the people in the church. Because they knew that that was a guaranteed market, and I think even in our zeal to push our culture, we got to be business people. We got to be strategists. You know, everybody's not going to buy an Adidas sneaker, so they knew we're going to get these cats that buy that. We're going to get the cats that listen to this this music, talk that language, and then we'll clean up on the rest of them. So I think you know a, a bit of realism has to kick in when we when we market this and when we put it out there. Like you know, we're looking at that small group, and we want to make sure we get that small group. And that small group will eventually become the lost group.
3: You know, I agree. Story, you know, but one of the things i like to, to to throw in there is the incentive. You know what I'm saying? I think that we definitely have to factor in, you know, capitalism, black capitalism, in the whole piece. You know, one of the things we talk about mm-hmm. the sneaker, and I love what the brother said, you know, we see ourselves in it. You know, damn, that's that's us, that's us. What would really, I think, if, you know, education, economic education is super important because if not only seeing ourselves in it if we got residuals from it you dig that what if right. we really knew that we bought these Snickers and it was you know people owned factory not only are you you know picking the fruit man you can bite the fruit that's your fruit dog mm-hmm. you know and so right. i think pushing right. the of more you know people owned factories institutions that's pushing these products like yo know, not only is this what we do and this is what we wear cha-ching, baby, you know, we eating every time I buy these and you buy these, we eat. And I think that piece education, it has to go along with the whole cultural piece. Culture has to have a positive empowering people, empowering educational piece that teaches us proper economics. You know what I'm saying? Cause shit, we can be cultured out. We supplying the world with culture and we ain't get none of the residuals as a people. A few of us are getting rich. You know what I'm saying? And we, yeah. we're so communal right. in spirit, we say, Yay, we made it. But we're not communal in ass and practicality. <laughs> we say, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm hungry. You know, yeah, he made it, but I'm hungry as hell. I need to be that communal and that, you know, so- solid and in spirit and solidarity and practicality and in product. You did?
0: Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, and and what you said, you know, education is at the beginning of everything. You know, I don't care what it is. If you don't have if you don't have the education that supports the type of agenda that you're setting up for your people, then how they how are they ever going to understand? Number one, what's wrong right, right. with the, the current direction, and why they need to correct right. it? Like you know, you you can't get there without reeducating them. And making them see that, you know, and I was I had just said something earlier about how the people don't understand what they don't understand how thoroughly corrosive capitalism is, you know. Um, they look at they look at stuff. I, I, whatever I posted, the guy was like, "Well, usually billionaires create jobs." I'm like, "Billionaires don't do a billion dollars worth of fucking work. They don't." Right, right. The people that they hire right. do billions of dollars of work, and they don't get paid for. it. They are only exploited. Exactly. So you can't hit me with, exactly. you know, well, billionaires create jobs. Yeah, but they create billions for themselves. They create, you exactly. know, they create meager earnings and 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 uh, uh, struggle yeah. life for the average person. Right, right, right. So yeah. you know, All when right, you look at that. When you look at that, you just have to be, you know, you, you again, I think we are so caught up in aligning ourselves right. with, you know, with white capitalism and, and aligning ourselves with the possibility that we don't be the next billionaire. You know what I'm saying? That we don't even watch mm-hmm. how that stuff, how this stuff goes down. You are never going to mm-hmm. do a billion dollars worth of work by yourself. You just won't. It just won't have to that happen. That never
4: happened. <laughs>
2: It'll
0: never happen. <laughs> you
2: could barely do ten thousand dollar worth by yourself.
0: Okay. I but mean, you ain't gonna me, never pay you your, know, your you will never pay your employees. I mean you look at look at look at this you know, this this damn Jeff uh, Bezos. This dude. Right. Really? You know, you you ain't this ain't you. <laughs> this ain't you. We you don't Right. The people don't need you. You need the people. But the people think they need you. And that's the problem, you know. Like we we think that we need we need these outlets to promote our culture, as opposed to them needing our culture to promote their products and their things exactly. and their you know whatever exactly. it is. And that's just see, that, you know this is just the simple truth of it. Hold your shit. They need you. They need right. you. Right.
2: Right. And that's the top point of it. Like, that was my whole thing with, with when we talk about it. And you had mentioned something earlier, McKay, you, you said something about uh, defining a revolution. I think it was you or Yanger just said that. But it, we have to define our revolution. Like, I, I hear, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I don't want to digress too much, but, you know, you, you made a statement, you know, you said education. And, we're, of mm-hmm. course, we mean political education. But right. a lot of people don't know, I mean, that's a loose term now, they think political education is some black facts, as my brother Yang always says, the Jeopardy black facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's history class. That's not political education. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it ties in. But that, that, that's not what we're talking about, y'all. When we say education, we're talking about defining, you know, the reality that we're living in right now and how the things that happen around us affect us, you know, in a very direct way. So even when we talk about capitalism, you know, people say, well, you need money. We're, we're not talking about capital <laughs> itself, <laughs> not the trading tool. We're talking about capitalism, which is the exploitation of people in pursuit of that trading tool. You know what I mean? Like, we got to be clear. So, you know, people don't yeah. understand that. And that's why people hit you well, billionaires make jobs. It, or, you know, they say, well, somebody got to get the money. <laughs> that's why he goes, somebody got to get money. But, but look mm-hmm. at the cost at getting it. You know, and it's the same thing goes back to our culture. Uh, you know, we can't make stuff like that because we, we can't eat if we make that. Why not? You know what I mean? Why can't you eat? Like I just gave an example with gospel music, which, by the way, is a multi-billion dollar industry right now. We know the churches and we know the history. But let's, let's keep it real. <laughs> they didn't start like that. They, they right. in-house that money. You know, they, people paid to get it. My mama paid to get in them concerts. And it wasn't no penny either. It was pretty expensive, $20. That's a lot of money back then. You know, they paid to right. get into those small little concerts, and the only people paying to get in concerts were people who attended churches. So it was all mapped out, and so I use that as an example to say that in our education, this goes to a younger saying the incentive is. Telling, I'm telling a young person, look, make a movie, right? We're gonna make the we're gonna put you in the movie, we're gonna pay you for the movie, straight up. You know, you're gonna get paid for playing this role. You know, you're not gonna get 27.2 mm-hmm. billion or million, but you're gonna get <laughs> it taken care of. You know, what I mean, we're gonna make sure you get a pretty penny. You know, for, for, for being in this movie. And everybody down to the, the wire guys, the light guy, everybody is going to be fairly paid for what you do and educated in the process. It's not just come here and make a movie, Is we having political education while we're making this movie. You know what I mean? And you're going to be schooling the whole process with the intention that more of you go out and make movies. That's another thing. Like, we, we can't, you know, we're talking about revolution, we're talking about sparking a fire. We mm-hmm. have to be able to say, I know you're the, you're the light guy today but I'm going to show you how to work this camera, because I want to see you get my camera one day. You know what I mean? I don't want you to stay the light guy. I want you to learn the electrician job, electrician learn that job, because I want to see all y'all with your own production studios, because we can all get a piece of this. And that's that collectiveness that we're missing. So now it becomes, like Dr. Clark said, the white man has us all trying to fit the one keyhole, which is like the one person out of the bunch, instead of just backing up and opening the whole goddamn door and just go through it.
3: Mhm. Right on. Mm-hmm. Listen, let's go to the phone lines real quick.
4: Okay. Are you there? Are you there? Hello. Hello.
2: Yes, hello. Yeah. Are you here? are,
4: you, uh, are you here? Yeah, we're here, her, We're here. Okay, uh, but let me talk about, it. and I want to keep it real, you know, and then i drop it down and uh, keep it real. Your first organization was, what was that? What no, was I'm that? asking you.
0: But we didn't no, hear what Nancy, you
3: said. What, the problem, question. Nancy,
4: what. Don't say What was the first organization? what was the first
2: organization? Uh yeah I don't the body the body I'm gonna
4: say uh yeah then had a head right
2: yep
4: have leadership right
2: the head is the leadership I
4: correct and their arms that defended that leadership right correct and uh ladies that walk that move that leadership right Right, and asshole that took all the bullshit And I don't hear a lot of bullshit And I'm saying it's okay. time for us to Alright, call, it, call uh, us off I
2: think, I think we lost the caller We lost the caller Any other callers out there? Okay, so like we were saying Until we get another caller um, You know, I look at Like, I don't know if people are familiar Probably everybody is with the the African movies, you know, the movies filmed out of Nigeria and Ghana and places like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember when they exploded in America, they were all in the the hair salons in New York. All the African braiders had these movies playing and subtitled. So some of them Mm -hmm. would be pretty good. You know, you sit there, you watch, that's a good movie. Where'd that movie come from? And they would be like, well, you know, um, this is from Nigeria. And I'm like, well, who made it? So you start seeing that these are local people. And I watched the documentary they're shooting like three or four movies a week. You know what I mean? Based oh. on what well, I love it, they're using traditional fables, Yoruba fables and things of that nature and making movies about them. You know, and mm-hmm. now you look, that stuff, that stuff is on uh, major networks, like YouTube, Netflix, all that. You know, it's, pretty, it's blown up over the years. And my point is
1: mm-hmm. we have,
2: like, barbershops. We have outlets. We have to get creative. I mean, Tyler Perry did a great job at creativeness. I got to give him that. He did a great job at marketing. And he utilized a small venue, which was the church for him, and, and exploded it. I just feel like we could do the same thing if we just do it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
2: and we and there's a market for it. But we gotta we gotta understand the importance. You cannot have a, a liberation struggle without a cultural backbone. I mean, I remember studying Islam. Right. Even and correct me if I'm wrong, Yenga, Even the Prophet, peace be upon him had poets who would come before him and speak poetry about him to prepare people for him. You know? So it's like we we have to get to that, to understand that point. We need that. It's important. And if you look at the strong periods in our struggle, we had strong culture will go right behind it.
0: Right. Absolutely. I, I agree. Um, And I, I agree that it's something that you have to be, you, like you, you just have to be, I think, aware of right. of that. We call them, you know, anything that we, everything that we do in the Ahura movement has a cultural has a cultural aspect to it. You know, um, they find a they find a culture worker to push this idea of us having our own, you know, our own way of of conveying messages. And I've I've always appreciated that. And I didn't understand it at first. When I first came into the organization, I was like, okay, culture worker. You know what I'm saying? Didn't realize that I was I didn't realize that I was a culture worker, you know, whether I'm singing or whether I'm doing poetry or whatever it is, Um, and that it was important. And once I understood – this is another piece that – once I understood – that I was a culture worker and my responsibility to our culture. I began to reflect. Like I wouldn't just bring it. Like they say, you bring whatever you bring. You know what I'm saying? Bring whatever represents right. what you want to, you know, what you want to convey. You know, and that was that's with, you know, within reason. I'll put it like that. <laughs> you know, you can't right, just right, bring right. any of them. But by the same token. <laughs> Um, I would, you know, initially it was, I brought what I had, then I started to shape what it was that I was bringing for the purpose of, you know, inciting a certain, you know, a certain kind of stance in the people and making them understand what I had started to understand. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you, it, it catches fire, you know, if, if that's the spark, and so I can, okay. All right. This is my job. My job is to make you understand what we're here for. My job is to make you understand what you need to be doing. You know what I'm saying? So let me cultivate right. whatever it is. Let me let me sculpt it and make it represent what we came here, what the rest of this this entire program is about. You know. Right, let me right. let me get you into this into this vein of thinking. So I appreciated that once I understood the whole you know, the whole purpose of being um being a quote unquote culture worker and being put on, you know, in as as a part of a program that is um that is aimed at dealing with issues uh, that are, you know, unique from our perspective. You know, I, I just really, really Appreciate a whole lot of of again the education. You know, some of it's been outright and outright political education. Some of it has been you get it after you get in it, you, you get it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is right. What, right. This is how it should look. You know what I'm saying? This is yeah, this, this is clicked, exactly clicked. what. Right, right. So um, yeah, I'm just I, I I feel very fortunate. Hello. Can
2: you hear me? No, I'm here. Y'all Loud and clear. We're here. You here.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, I just feel very fortunate to have um come to this place where I, you know, I've I've been able to experience that kind of growth. You know, even in my own, I didn't know what I didn't know at first, and now that I'm here, right, right. you know, I get it. I get my responsibility, and I know that you know, there's a certain kind of Bane, I need to be moving in, and I try to be responsible with the messages that I put out because of that. So, yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, I I think like I was what they call an information person when I was the Black Collective back in the days, and it's it's real. Like we need people who, who push that cultural line, who can express us in that manner, and, and for the people on the on the line. When we're talking about, like, cultural expressions or being in control of our culture, it doesn't always necessarily mean you have to have a red, black, and green flag and be spitting the most fiery revolutionary thing in your movie or your book or your song. Right, right. You could just be reflecting on just ordinary black life. That's a part of our culture. Like, like Lauren Hill had mm-hmm. a line where she said, you know, flipping on a dirty mattress. You know, every day wasn't mm-hmm. bad. at It's the truth. Like, every day in the ghetto, you know, is not a bad day. You know, every day doesn't have to be framed around what white people did to us today. It could be just appreciating the fact that we have beauty within what we do. And you might want to make a Crooklyn style, a movie like Crooklyn, you know, which is one of my favorites. But that's everybody relates to that because I came up like that. We all can say, I remember that. I remember, you know, the opening scene playing with the Rock'em Soc'em robots and stuff, you know. (laughs) So it's various ways that we can stress culture. And I think sometimes in this revolution too often, Right now, this is my lens And I stand open to be corrected or whatever But I think that Our struggle for freedom Has been minimalized To uniforms, guns, boots, and I'm mad Like, that's not our whole struggle You know, that's not our whole revolution There are many aspects To our revolution that need to be celebrated That need to be put up front You know, I mean, we're living in very hard times but there's a there's a balance there. And I just don't see the balance in anything that we're doing. I think that's something along the lines that needs to be addressed because the media is why we respond the way we do to what we do. You know, and I'm going to leave right. at that y'all can add on.
3: You say the last thing, the media is what?
2: Uh, the media is the reason that we respond to things the way we do. And a lot of times because the revolution – Is not clearly defined, and we're not taking that lead to be the visual. We leave it up to CNN. So CNN has images all day, every day of us getting our ass kicked. So our natural response is, I don't want to get my ass kicked, so I'm going to do this, blah, da da da. You know what I mean? So that becomes the revolution now. The whole struggle is that. But it's not the other half, the beautiful part of it, the beautiful reason we fight. You know, that part is being pushed away, and I think that's our responsibility to big it up with movies like the photograph about just being in love or there was a a couple movies uh, about just being a parent, you know, maybe not in no turmoil, you're just a good parent. What's wrong with a movie like that?
1: You know?
4: Right,
3: yeah,
4: right. Very
0: true
3: um, Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. I with me, man, I, I think that is Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Makeda. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. You got it. I think with me it's like uh like you said man it's uh you know when we talk when we talk revolution and when you talk revolution right. about people who don't have a culture with it, then you 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 know you that's i think that's one of the ways that we have that misunderstanding because then we think it's an event you know everything in our life right. is an event you mm-hmm. don't see how it ties up, we don't see how uh, a revolution of momentum must be built because, like, like you said, we don't identify with a culture. So, our fight uh, for revolution, when we talk about change to better the condition, our living condition, to be acknowledged, especially for those of us that see identity as a part of our revolutionary struggle, to fight for an identity here, I think is one of the things that is difficult by us not having on a defined culture or embracing. The concept of us being able to have a culture, like I said, makes it an event and allows us to be easily exploited by other groups. That's the first thing. By mm-hmm. lack of culture allows us to identify with every other group because we identify with oppression. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or we have that thing to be anti-oppression. You know what I'm saying? So when other groups come on that line, then we quickly jump into that struggle and we put – all in, and that lack of culture, that lack of identity in our revolutionary struggle um, leaves that void. But so what we find is a reaction to just pure human rights violations. You know, I think that's right. why I, this, this the black revolution gets convoluted because we haven't defined it. what is black, what is culture, what is what we're fighting for now. What I tell people, man, is right now we're looking at just pure human rights violations, and for just the sake of having something to fight for and to be on a unity. I say that we say the deterrent for black life should be raised and kill us. It should be life by the state. Some should match the crime and black people should use that hatred labored against us to throw in the mortar for building a brick of a culture. Because one thing we did see an aspect of culture's philosophy and psychology. And when we saw a segregation, was that philosophy or psychology of us versus them. We are all we have. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. could, if you was at the neighbor's house, you eat, you ate. If you were walking down a dark road and they were riding by and they know, you know, these night riders, rides, you got in the car and you roll with them. It was a us versus them. Right. All of these aspects of the culture have to be placed. I think mm-hmm. this our dependency has grown because of the um, illusion of, of, of having made it this materialism. So when our dependency grows, I think that we all just left with we like um man what's that civilization I seen fall because of that. They were so I want to say Greece and one of these, they started out very warlike and they right. end up, you know, conquering a lot of people and they got so dependent on these countries feeding them that they pursued more intellectual pursuits. And at the end of the day, long, long short of the story is They lost all that because it became soft. (laughs) They became so dependent Mm -hmm. on the states they had conquered to feed them that they couldn't even maintain those states, and they became soft. And I think that's what's happened to us. We've become so dependent, we're like cattle, that our culture is just that, a commodity. And they capitalize Mm -hmm. on that because of our lack of identity and just saying in my conclusion, just saying, look, like you said, Shaka, look, this is sacred to us. You know, other cultures eat off of not exploitation, but sharing their culture to the world, and that's the difference. We let them exploit us, and we right. don't share our culture to the world. And 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 it's just exactly. by first embracing that. There, here's the thing: is Black African culture in America? Correct. <laughs>
1: Correct. Yeah. Any, uh, I mean, guy, like,
2: like, like there's a there's a Bollywood. You know, I look a lot of you on YouTube. A lot of those movies from India where they have and pretty
4: good special mm-hmm. effects
2: and all that. You know what I mean? Not bad movies. I don't know what they're saying, but the movies look good. A lot of action. <laughs> but that, that's because, I mean, I'm keeping it real. I don't know what they're saying, but it look good. But that's because they have been shut out. You know what I mean? And because they were shut out, they created their own. And now right. they're not interested right. in getting in. See, that's mm-hmm. the catch. You, they, you know, they went from being shut out to where we don't want to come in now. But You know what I mean?
1: <laughs>
3: we like, got it. You can still buy, <laughs>
2: we got you can it. buy our stuff, but we still don't Yeah, we, we got our own
3: money. dollars, right. You
2: know? Right, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like they make their own ramble. Whatever you got, we got. And and, and black folks, <laughs> you know, same with Asians and everybody. They create their own version of whatever American hero is, whatever hot in America, including black folks. They create their own version of all of it. But we got to start getting to the point where we stop doing what we do to be accepted and do what we do because we do it, period. Mm-hmm. You know right. We're making this movie Because we want Because we need a movie We're not making this movie and, and then Winking our eye At the white man Like hey hey You see me Look see I t- I'm doing it like you I'm just like you See See look I got one just like you You know what I mean That's what we do And that can't be That can't be the that can't be the, uh, the, the, the move anymore
4: right. That's You know
2: Yeah I agree Yeah man Any Any, any caller Because I do want to move Into like the solution side of it Like the what to and the how to's Because you know too often mm-hmm. We as people get, we, we get caught up in the what's wrong And we don't even try to go to a solution Because I'm hoping that somebody will call in And say they doing some of what we talk about as we talk
3: Right Well no no one wants to participate in the conversation But let's shoot the invite out there again Yo Press 1 okay. we'll recognize you uh, We're talking about culture in the revolution And we're, and we're there you know, talking about the importance of culture in the revolution. Press 1, we'll talk, um, talk about it. I think now Shaka's going to go into solutions. But uh, I'll let you know, Shaka, if someone has one. All right.
2: I think, like well, one of the solutions, definitely, like I mentioned earlier, was about marketing, you know, and um, utilizing these streams like Netflix, Hulu, you know, and even though these are, are streams of sources that do come from the system, however, I feel that we are capable, more than capable enough of going in, like Sister Makeda said, going in and being able to, you know, put our foot down. Like, you know, you need me more than I need you, so we're going to meet this as coming to the table as with a position of strength as opposed to begging, you know. And then there are independent uh, routes, YouTube. I mean, you there are forums like YouTube and others where you actually, you purchase your time. So mm-hmm. It's not even a if and ad. You know, you actually approach them and say, I wanna buy this slot. You know, and if and if you got a product that's hot enough, I would suggest put your money together with your team. You know, get your get your your money together and maybe you know, we know how we do. Tax tax season come, we, we collect taxes on everything. You know, cat, dog, neighbors, kids, whatever. We we do it on the corner, we get taxed off on everything. Y'all know how we come on now, black people, you know how we do. You got your man or your home girl that got the hook up and can write a tax off on your dust, your lint, your pencil you used last year. Do all <laughs> that, you know? Do all that, mm-hmm. write all that off, and get that dough, man. And instead of, you get that six or seven racks, don't go out and buy rims of your cars and big-ass TVs. Go out and say, hey, we're going to put some of this together and get 21, you know, 21 bands, that's 21,000, excuse me. We're going to get 21,000, and we're going to go buy one of these, you know, less expensive slots. You know, or we're going to get 21,000 and, you know, we have Zoom technology now. You know, it's nothing to set up a Zoom conference slash media show.
1: Because mm-hmm. on Zoom, you
2: can, show, you can show media as if you were in a meeting. So you can have private mm. screenings online. You know, this new movie Mulan is going straight to stream. So we can, we can right. do the same thing. The technology is there. But, and uh, so, you, know, you know, we need to do that.
3: Here's my question though. I think for me it's more of a question of not so much how we can do it, which we need to know. I think workshops and everything need to be put on that. But do what you know, what are we it's it's about the producers. You know what I'm saying? Because if if we're not getting rid of this, yeah, I want this, you know, what's the I guess basically the market. Do we have a market right. for it? A lot of the people producing now are just buying into just the mainstream or just more exploitation of a, a more uh, unappropriate side of our culture. You know, because I'm not going to say what they're showing in us. Sometimes I watch some of these programs. They had one on, man. I loved uh, my man Danny Glover, <laughs> Atlanta. That was hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you've ever lived that in Atlanta, cool. it was just double that
2: hilarious. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That
3: piece of, right. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you we we have these things out there, like you said, we have this wide uh, genre. But you know, do we have? Let me say the market for the type of products we come out. I guess what I'm saying is, like my man said earlier, do we have a deterrent? What's to? How do we maintain the control and the image of our uh, of our culture? Where's our JDL? Like I I said jokingly but was dead serious. and we talk too long about that Jew boy, you know what I'm saying? There's pressure all right, all right, all right. that can be placed mm-hmm. on you. At the very least, you'll be placed on, what, the Jewish Defense League, you'll be placed on an anti-Semitism list. Right. And I guess that holds weight. I don't know yet what, what it means. What, I can't get a bagel or something? I have no idea, but <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure it holds some type of weight. So where is our deterrent for uh, defamation of our character?
2: Right. I, I think that yeah. that you know we definitely have to have that league that be able to uh, do it. But then it comes into also, you know, the the Jewish Defense League has feet, foot soldiers that come out and protest your shit. You know what I mean? That they you know is it, a, a part okay. of that goes back to the education. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Defend something that you're not educated to understand why you're defending it.
1: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I even we're doing
2: takes, is laughing. Right, we're laughing exactly. So it's like even that takes a bit of media, if we will, to get you to buy into the fact that this is so beautiful as worth fighting for.
3: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Like, like that. No, that's I, how they I, did I, it. They, did. They, they got. Go ahead, ahead, Queen. You
0: good? I was saying, I've always said, you know, the deception is deep, and and it's so many layers to it. You know, it's so Mm -hmm. many layers to get into. You know, okay, where do you where where to start? You know, correcting the problem. And right, education again is at the root of it because you you know, like I said, you you have to know what's wrong with the current. You know the the current flow of things in order to understand why you need to even correct. It, you know. Right, um, right. And how to and how to get beyond it, and what that looks like, and and that you need to be the <laughs> the determiner of what that looks like, as opposed to waiting for somebody else to determine what that looks like for you. For you.
2: Agreed, agreed. And, and and I think it's it's that spark, you know what I mean. To answer your question, Yanga, the deterrent has to be accomplished by a sense of high pride. You know what I mean? And that you know, every Jewish person, by the way, did not just automatically feel like, yo, we're gonna go all out. That's from years of the Holocaust being shown to them, you know, stories being told, passed down to them, you know, drilled in their head every year or whatever event. You know, we, we have to start there. You know, we have, again, a culture. That's what a culture is. You know, a culture right. is something that is formed and fashioned. It doesn't just have, you have to fashion that. So it might start with a movie or a book, and then that goes into <laughs> discussions about it, and that goes into a ceremony every so often. Like, why are we so hooked on movies in America? Because we got the Oscars, you got the Golden Globe Awards, you got all, the MTV Awards. You know, all these things make you pay attention to that subject. You know, and, and again, like anything else, you talked about, like, uh, the what is the win? Well, if I'm on a football team, the win is the Super Bowl. I can say I was on a team. I get a ring. So we have to recreate that now. I know that they were, for a while, they had uh, the Black Power Wars. And, you know, the first one I went to, I saw it, you know, the red, black, and green walkway run carpet and the backdrop for the pitches, which I'm not knocking, because they were able to take what we see over there and make it ours, you know, and the same thing with... In New York, I remember working where I worked the theater, and there was this group called Harlem United. It was like a, a gay group, you know, and they advocated for people with AIDS and, you know, similar situations. But anyway, they used to have a party, and the first party was just a party. The second party, they had a little runway, a little, little rug, and, and then people taking pictures. And by the third one, they had people taking pictures, the runway interviewing celebrities who were gay, and da there was a the big thing. And by the fourth one, the media is there, you know what I mean, and it just blew up. But I remember mm-hmm. it started from a small party with 20 people. It got to start somewhere. And they they marketed it to a built-in market. So we have a story to tell, a crowd that will listen, and the ability and the technology now to make it happen. And mm-hmm. that will make people want to defend it. Once they love it enough, then you can say, well, who's going to sign up to defend this? And everybody in the room will raise
1: their hand. Right. I, I do I I see your point completely. Um, oh, man. it's deep.
0: Look, it's so deep. It's so deep. It, but it's it's definitely like it's a it's a work that has to be done. It's it's definitely worth um, putting forth your effort. Uh, I always think of things from the aspect of when you said uh, when Yanka said, made that point about education, I always start there, which, which really kind of, you know, it can be kind of overwhelming when you think about that, that education piece. But if we right. had some type of way to, to pinpoint our, I, I used to call them standard bearers, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see things, and I and I speak. I was speaking from basically a, a musical standpoint because I feel like we don't have any standard bearers <laughs> at this point. Like it's right, any right. old shit <laughs> come out folks' miles, you be yeah, whatever crazy. whatever goes. Yeah, yeah. You. Look, look, whatever fly over a beat, but um, but we have you know if if we could point out those standard bearers and and educate them, somehow uh, bringing them into this place of understanding, you know, yourself as a revolutionary, you know, you being a visionary, that makes you the revolutionary, that that helps to create that revolution in you and helps to cultivate the revolution in you, and, and then you can spread that, you know, you can spread that by conveying it. And holding that, right, right, holding right. that standard, and actually, like like the brother earlier said, you know, hold that sacred. You know, um, it's so important that it starts with education and being able to understand who. And they can be any. It can be anybody. You know, anybody with the interest in doing certain things. I think about. <laughs> I think about people now, that have, uh, that have these these platforms on YouTube and specifically I'm about to, I'm about to tell y'all one of my, one of my guilty, you know, real guilty pleasures, but big job. This dude is funny as hell to me, you know, like what, but I see him leaning toward a lot of stuff that I'm like, Oh, you problematic as hell? But by the same token, with his, with his, um, with his ability to draw in people, you know, with his storytelling and creating these skits and these, you know, this 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 whole web series um, where you're following the lives of whoever, you know, who, whatever character he wants to he wants to put out there doing whatever the hell, you know, whatever the hell he imagines. Like, what if what if we used someone that's already got a following like that and like just you know hey this is what we this is what we need to be moving toward just you know and not in a not in a preachy kind of way but just showing like you got this look you you got this following you have this steam you have the ability you know because a lot of times that's what people be on for real they want to be the ones we were talking about this the other day they want to be the ones that said they didn't you know what i'm saying like, so be the one who did it then, you know what I'm saying? Be the one who changed the face of how we perceive ourselves, you know, be the, be the one who uh, stepped into that culture realm in such a way that you impacted it and you turned it around, you know, you turned the ship around instead of us just going with these, these destructive stories, these destructive storylines. How about something that's just, you know, just regular life? You know real life you know you you could tell that story about uh Makeda as a kid getting kicked in her butt from you know because this is something that actually happened, and it also tells a story of how we you know how we protect our images and our imagery, and we protect our children and we protect family, you know what i'm saying we we hold that in a certain kind of of uh, vein so that you know, it's understood by other people, you know, you ain't saying you shouldn't be doing this, this, that, and the other, but you show them that this is how this goes, you know? So I just, I just think if we, if we could point out and pinpoint those who are already doing this thing and kind of give them a guideline and, you know, open them up to being more responsible. I'm not saying they are completely irresponsible, but just being more responsible with the imagery and more responsible with the culture. Um, and again, I always feel like the uh, grumpy gruffin head or the you know the, the wet towel when it comes to stuff like this. But I think it's so important. It's so important. You know, people want to talk about Black excellence, and they speak of Black excellence from the standpoint of what it looks like against, you know, uh, juxtaposed against whiteness. You know, like we have our own stuff. We have our own genius. And we fuel everything they have with our genius. Just, you know, let us hold our own genius to a certain standard and put forth our own stuff. That's it. That's all we gotta do. And that's how I you know, that's just how I see that thing working out, how I see it playing out. Um but what do y'all think about it? You know, I I I'll ramble. <laughs> I ramble.
4: Hello. Hello.
2: Can you hear me, it's Brother Shaka?
3: Yeah, what are in you. Did we drop off?
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm out here on the road. I hit a I hit a dead zone, I believe. But I'm back. They can't keep. I think it was Okay, did Congress. your sister I'm drop about
3: off? ADL. Everybody, hold on. Let me get your sister. Drop everything. Just went dead on us. Okay,
0: sister. Yeah, back. I think everything
2: went dead on us. <laughs> it went dead on us. That's you. You ain't keep talking about them folks, man. You better stop that.
4: <laughs> hey
0: man, you know what? I'm hey, I guess they, I guess they didn't that, like that man.
4: bagel
3: joke. I guess they yeah, like it. that bagel you joke. You ain't
0: just about a bagel
3: now.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> was just a warning <laughs> shot.
3: They're
4: telling you that's
2: a warning
3: shot. Be careful. Okay. <laughs> Yo. Well, ain't keep listen, listening the the audience, that just and to the listening audience, that just lets you know you're listening to one of the hottest shows on Blog Talk. <laughs>
2: That's right.
3: You know what I'm saying? When they come like that, it's so hot that
2: they're shutting us down.
3: I, <laughs> they're hey, they're shutting man. us down
2: because of, that's what they do. That's when you know you got a good show.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: you know. Wow. was like, enough for I that. I was like, I guess you know, I ramble. Know. I
0: know. I'm rambling.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nah. You was doing good. You was doing good. I was like, hello, hello. Couldn't hear anything. You know. But um, I mean, everything we're saying is true, and I'm I, my wish is that it inspires all of us to look at these things because it is serious. Like our image is very important, man. Very important. And sometimes we what Yanga said in the beginning, in our attempt to be so liberal and politically correct and all this other stuff, we are allowing a lot of things to take place that shouldn't, you know? And that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know, we like yeah. you know, and then it's the whole thing, well, you know, get you know, you can't unless you're look, you might not have it all together in your house and, and that's something you should work on. But definitely when we come outside we gotta get it all together. And that's why your mama kicked you in the butt. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: right. She kicked you in the
2: butt because right. she was like, Look, I don't mind what we do in this house, but you ain't gonna be in the yard doing that. Are you crazy? Mm mm-hmm. You know that's i I don't not
0: do going, it in that's the that's house either. Look, you would have never right, done right. it in the house. Why would you take that, your ass outside that? in front of everybody? And attempt that. <laughs> you know? Just 'cause your friends out there? No. Popular culture does not determine how you're going to move in my house. In, my, in, in this house. Just That's, as my child, period. It won't. Right.
2: Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but and I, 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 I said, think, you she know.
0: Scared, she scared popular culture in, the, in the, straightening the hell up. <laughs> For real.
2: Exactly. And mm-hmm. I, I think, too, we're in a good time because we have examples like Chadwick Boseman. We have uh you know examples like the brother I keep forgetting the brother's name who was the director of the of the film uh Kugler. I mm-hmm. think his name Kugler, I think it is.
1: You know, Brian Kugler. And
2: we have Ant- yeah, I think that's his name. And We have Antoine Fuqua and others who are out there in this generation holding it down. I mean, really putting out good stuff. Like like the guy from who did Get Out, you know, what's his name? He did Get mm-hmm. Out to us You know, which is like, it's not like pro black, but it's it's a good movie, and it's got black folks in, and it's not demeaning them at all. You know, it's showing the versatility too. You know, and I, I, you know, we we we, even though we have this show we talk about, I do believe in my heart that we're headed in the right direction as a people. I think we're waking up more and more every day. I really do. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't want to I don't want to do the show like you know people thinking oh man you know. We don't recognize what's going on. No, I do. And I'm I'm quite pleased by what I see on all fronts. I think that we are taking big leaps and bounds towards that direction. But every once in a while, we just got to stop and kind of assess it, you know?
1: Right. Right.
2: You know, uh, I I saw, you know, there was a, a, a picture today of the young sister who just recently won the tennis championship. Uh I oh, yeah. you know, she's very outspoken politically, which is dope. I think for somebody coming in the game, it's awesome. But in this picture mm-hmm. she has her she has the trophy. I guess it's her boyfriend. He has got the middle finger up, you know, the thug thing. So it's a big controversial mm-hmm. picture now. And there's you know, a lot of talk on the internet, you know, should just have another I'm not really getting into the what you think about it, but just imagery. That's what I wanted to say, like imagery. You know, we don't control mm-hmm. our images. And because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if she has a private photographer or not, but I do say one thing: Muhammad Ali had a private photographer,
1: mm-hmm. and he the,
2: he really he didn't really publish any pictures other than through his private photographer, which I think was one of his brothers, you know. And he was he was strict about that, like that mm-hmm. that brother had to be there at every photo shoot, you know, and and only pictures with those because he knew about his image; it was very important. And I think that's also part of this conversation that we're talking about. What is our image? You know what I mean, and that's a whole other conversation. But like protecting our image, you know.
0: Well, unless, is a very big I, you part know, of it. I, I have to wonder though, because think about them being a younger, a younger group of um, right. black folk. You know, right? Um, and and how they express themselves is different anyway. Do is that something that you wanna take you wanna take control of? You know, you just you wanna take control of the imagery itself or do you want to are you trying to guide it, you know, um, guide it and, yeah, and sure. because you know, in a lot of ways, you know, that's how they carry stuff at this point, you know. Mm-hmm, Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and literally that's you know, this is that's their middle finger to everything. I mean, her putting on a different mask with all the... Uh, that was her middle mm-hmm, finger mm-hmm. to the whole That was
4: situation. her middle finger,
0: right, right. You know
2: what exactly. What <clears throat> I, I think it, it definitely, again, goes into guidance because it's a different playing field. And it's the same thing, mm-hmm. like we talk about making movies or books. You you know, we talk about Ryan Cooler, we talk about Black Panther. And Yanga spoke mm-hmm. earlier about all the subtle but direct hits that were in that movie from something mm-hmm. simple as Putting red, black, and green on people's costume. He had on black. one I yeah. had on green. one had on red, and they stepping together. Right. But that's the red, black, and green. Nobody caught and that. And they did it every and every
0: Right. <laughs>
2: right. They he did like people caught it. It's like oh, I caught that. You know what I mean? And trust right. me, the higher ups caught it too. But they was like oh shit, I didn't even see that. You know what I mean? So it's like learning to play in that field because you know mm. we have to understand that as much as we want to. You know, even in the movies we make or songs we make, as much as you want to be, loud, right now we, we're not there. So we're going to have to learn to to move in a certain way, to not take away your defiance, mm-hmm. not take away our rebelliousness and our, our spirit of revolution, but understand how to make it the most impactful in those arenas until we create our own arenas. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to get stopped yeah. at the gate either, you know what I mean, before you even get in. Right.
4: Right.
3: You know, hey. Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, Wait, you know what I mean? That's let my me thing, jump
3: right? in. I know you always said. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you always say no, we go ahead, got go a caller. Let's go to the... Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's open up these lines for the caller. Yes. 770-2840. Your mic's hot. Caller? Caller, your mic's open. All right, I'm okay, caller, We did right, we'll try we'll back we'll get back, a back bit. to you, Carla. Yeah, get back to you. All right, bro. So I can continue. I'm sorry, brother.
2: That, that's them folks, bro. You better stop it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> now they're calling in. First, they cut the phone off. That ain't work. Right. They came back. Now they're calling in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know using that, and because we have so much energy and because, like, we're in a dominant position right now, whether we see it or not, these attacks on our people are not because we're weak. These attacks are because we're winning. You know, we're we're mm-hmm. taking power. And they know that, so they're increasing their attacks on us to try to hold us back. And, and that's why we definitely have to tell that story. Like, her, I mean, somebody's going to tell her story, obviously. But telling her, could you, like, telling her story and, you know, documenting the things she has done is phenomenal. Because, you know, tragically and untragically, she unseated the champion who we thought was going to be the people's champion, the, the, the Williams sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, Serena and Venus. Mm-hmm. We really thought those were going to be our champions, and that mm-hmm. was not the situation. And then this sister comes along who was ridiculed in the beginning because of her uh, Japanese and African heritage, ridiculed on both sides of the gate to becoming the people's champ. You know what I mean? So I I just say like we can create more of those champs, different areas if we control our media, control our image.
0: And isn't it and isn't it that. amazing? Like when we first when we first saw her when she first you know when she first made that appearance. Remember how there was this big controversy about how she was being portrayed? Talking about you know controlling our energy. She was being portrayed right. as a uh, a white almost you know in 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 her um phenotype. Oh, almost right. a white, you know, uh Japanese looking yes. uh girl as opposed to looking like she was black. You know, and exactly. again, you you know, you don't have if you don't have control over your imagery, they'll, you know, they'll paint you out to be whatever they want to paint you out to be. And you're going to be, you know, yeah, exactly. what they say you are as opposed to what, that's what you really be. are. Right. Right.
2: Definitely. I mean, that that is, you know, and I, I mean, I can understand why she busts out the pack the way she did because like, she's on fire and that's good.
1: Mm-hmm. But that
2: makes me more to be like, yo, you know, if, if this was the 60s before even I was born, you had people like Muhammad Ali when his boxing career was almost taken away from him. He became an actor. He did plays. Mm-hmm. He did a couple of movies. You know, he took that into another genre. Now we have a whole... Now where we can, again, do that thing and have these people become these other people that we look up to. And like you said, a lot of these musicians that are out there, I don't blame them. Let's get it clear. I'm not one of those heads that's like, oh, these young people don't know what they're doing. No, because I've been in their shoes. I had my little stint in the music career and my own little thing when independent. I've seen some of my friends go on to get contracts, and I've heard these horror stories. So I know for a fact what they're up against. You know, if you coming out of the project, I'm telling you I'm gonna <laughs> give you four hundred thousand dollars or six hundred thousand dollars, man, you like what I gotta do. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and they <laughs> they systematically <laughs> block off your team. Yeah, so and and they, they block off your team. So like if I'm young and I'm going up in first of all I'm young, I'm going up in this executive's office to talk about this money and they're not letting Yang and Kruma or Shaka Shakur or McGay to come up that's not happening. They're gonna do their homework. Oh no, no, no. You you can't hang around that one no more. Mm-mm, that's got to stop, and they they isolate them away from us. You know, right. so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do that, man. And again, put our own together, man. I just I know we can do it, and we just need to do it. Mm-hmm. What do y'all
0: think? I agree. I, you know, it's 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 definitely it's our work to do. You know, we didn't put ourselves in this position, like I always say. But we we're gonna show in the hell have to find ourselves out of it. Uh, That's right. Some kind of way we need to figure out um, how to keep how to keep a hold of all of it. You know, all of it. Hold on to all of it with for dear life, and that whole education piece. Like you can bind people to education. I think you can even overcome that whole idea of. Um, of, you know, them selling out, so to speak, because again, if you can, you can get entrenched deep enough in their psyche to make them understand that, you know, this imagery is what's killing us. It's part of what's killing us. Like, and and we need to stop it. We got to cut it off in order to be able to continue to live. You know, you got kids out here, you got a dog in this fight. You ain't you know this ain't this ain't as simple as you know and, and, and tying it in and making them understand like this is real for you you know you see this every day it's, and I don't know that it even it would even take a whole lot if we can get them to sit and under you know sit under a certain kind of um certain kind of umbrella and either have these discussions or take a look at the evidence of what's going on. I mean, every day y'all see what's what's going on. You see, you know, a little boy walking to school who gets lost, knocks on somebody's door and gets shot at, you know, because he got lost trying to get himself to school. You know, this is not, not somebody that was doing anything, you know, and he almost became a a, a hashtag, you know what I'm saying? It's like, y'all see these, you see these incidents and you see the evidence of this every day. Why are white folks reacting that way? Because there has been, there has been some sort of narrative that has been put out before us about us and it didn't come from us. You know, none of this stuff came from us. So as we see this and you, you know, you start to plug in, you know, you, you, you're plugging in these incidents and you're starting to understand why, the what, the, you know, the how, you can say, you know what, I can say that I don't need a whole bunch of this, that, and, or the other, but I do need to be able to be comfortable, you know, when I'm, as I'm producing uh, my music or as I'm producing these, these images and I'm telling these stories, I do need to be comfortable and be able to, to have, Something for my family. I need that, but it doesn't take. When it comes to uh, when it comes to what's going on with our people, I can take that. That I don't. I don't even want to call it a short because I don't feel like it's a short. I don't feel like it's like, you know. Um, but I can take the cut to be able to get these images out and get them right. I can take that. Would be okay, you know, and I don't have to worry about, you know, this whole idea that I'm selling folks out or I can't feed my family based on me, you know, doing stuff damn near pro bono, you know, and and not, you know, just just putting this in front of the whole situation. Are y'all still with me?
4: Yeah, we still here.
0: Okay, I'm just making sure because I almost it almost seemed like I was in some dead air. Right.
2: <laughs> um, we, just, we, we totally like, yeah, we
0: you got us. We are listening intently. But yeah, that's you know that's I just feel like we we should be able to be comfortable and you know and get it right for ourselves. We should. You know, um, and I'm like you. I feel like it's, it's definitely a possibility. We we just got to be we got to be the standard bearers, and we have to identify those new standard bearers who are going to go out and tell those stories. And, and whether it's in books, whether it's in poetry, whether it's in music, whether it's in, you know, on the, on the silver screen or
4: on, on the
0: small screen, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, all right, all right. We got to be, and we, what, what the chairman always tells, tells us, you know, we got to take up all the space. It's all politics. Okay. And, it's, you know, we have to take up all the political space. And use it to our advantage. So, Agreed I definitely
2: agree
0: with that. What do you got to say, Brother Yanga? Yeah. You there? Brother Yanga? I don't What's know. That maybe, that
4: was, maybe
1: that was <laughs> <laughs> They got him. <laughs> got him. <brother>. <laughs> <laughs> Free anger. <laughs> Free Brother Yang.
0: yesterday <laughs> well, funny. That, that that funny. funny,
4: right? They do, <laughs> they do that. They do <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't,
2: I mean, but I, I think that this is a great conversation. I think it needs to be had. And we need to visit it. And we need to also look back because it's been done several times. This is not a new discussion. You know, we've seen it in right. the 90s with the Raza. We've seen it in the 70s. They called it black exploitation. I don't call it that personally. You know, I don't. Because a lot of good mm-hmm. actors came out of that period Sissy Tyson and others, you know, just to mention And then we saw it mm-hmm. way back In the 30s and 40s, I did some research 30s, 20s and all that, but we had mm-hmm. Our own black cowboy movies Because we couldn't get in, you know what I mean We had right. our black Hollywood out there in LA Because we couldn't get in And I think we need to go back to understanding that It's not like it's a new thing It, it was done before And these people lived good For their time period
3: And we could do it again
4: Mhm.
3: Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a concerted effort yeah. very, very very. Uh
2: So, what's the angle? there? You there? I know we only got like 10 minutes left.
0: Um Do you have any closing comments? You know, what, you know what we need to do, though. What's that? We do get out any <clears throat> any uh announcement. Upcoming events. Yes, yes. Do you have yeah.
2: do you have one?
0: I you know what? I don't I don't have any Not um,
2: other You uh, said
0: something though that made me that made me think about this. There's this there's this movie on Hulu, Hell on the Border. Have uh-huh. you heard had you right. heard of it? I've heard it's it, right? about. See, heard um, it, yes. It's about Bathory. Right. And actually, um, I saw,
2: I posted the the clip for it, the the trailer for
0: okay. it. Okay. 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 I think you know folks should check it out. Have a chance. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, probably watch it tonight as I drift off to sleep. I've been feeling kind of funny today, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I can I can stay awake. Um. Nice.
2: I do, I do, I do have one announcement though,
1: and it's a sad okay. one.
2: But uh, this Saturday, uh, the 19th, in Lithonia, mm-hmm. Georgia, there will be the wake for our brother, comrade Hashim Zinga, who was the national chairman for the New Black Panther Party, who just passed away, unfortunately, after battling cancer. The wake is from uh-huh. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. and mm-hmm that is uh Friday nine eighteen and Saturday nine nineteen a uh place of service will be the three D complex at twenty two forty four Panola Road, Lithonia, Georgia. And that starts at eleven AM and uh it, it says uh you know, three to seven PM for the Black Panthers. So uh yeah, if you if you know if you can't make it and you're in the area, let's let's show our respect and I wanna take this time on the air to say that this is the time to Not allow fratricide or personal differences stop us from sending home one of our comrades with the respect that he deserves. Because too many have gone back to their ancestors without the proper respect that they deserve because of personal differences and fratricide. So we need to stop that, basically. And I just want to say Uhuru to that brother Wakusu and see you on the other side, comrade.
0: Um, you know what? I do have, I do have a couple of announcements. Because uh-huh. we we kind of you know Auru is kind of everywhere. Not kind of
1: we're right.
0: everywhere <laughs> all over the place. Everywhere, yeah, yeah, you uh, guys are we, everywhere. We have the uh, One Africa One Nation Uhuru pop up marketplace that's going on Saturday, September nineteenth, uh, okay. from twelve p.m. to five p.m. and that's going to be in Philly at the Uhuru Furniture and Collectibles in Philly. Um that's at eight thirty two North Broad Street in Philadelphia. Again, the one hey, after Foundation Uhuru pop up marketplace, right, from twelve to five. And then um I rarely I rarely ever do this. But I do. Um, we're having a tower Power Grove teaching
4: um,
0: Okay. Why why white people must unite. So this is done by um this is being done by put on by uh Columbi e. and Annette. She's the president uh-huh. of the International People's Democratic Rule Movement. And Penny Hess, okay. the chairman uh the chair chair of the African People's Solidarity Committee. Hmm. And the Teaching will double as a Donate What You Can fundraiser for the October 17th St. Louis March for Reparations to African People. So, yeah, that's the Tower Grove Teaching, Why White People Must Unite. And that's Saturday, September 19th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. That's in St. Louis. St. Louis Louis Misery in Tower
2: Grove Park. (laughs) Misery. Misery. Okay, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, big ups to the horror movement doing their thing as always. And uh, I, I got a brother, Dinger, might have fell off the call. So with the last few minutes, um, you know, we just want to take time to send a shout out and send some affirmations out to let folks know that you know, despite our ups and downs, we have a beautiful struggle that we are definitely going to win. You know, for sure, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. You know, so we just got to keep our heads glued to the front. You know, keep our ears open, our hearts open, and we're going to be all right. You know? Right. I, I see it already. I, I see it. We, you know, we got this. Right.
0: We're going to be all right.
2: We're going to be all right. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. You know what I mean? So on that note, man, I just want to say, Wakusu, cool, uh, wake up, clean up, stand up. And, uh, you know, tune in next week, y'all. We'll come back again with a hot, hot show as always. Uh, it's always open to the people. You can see all three of us throughout the week on Facebook. We're all there. You know, check us out. Right. And uh, if you have, if you guys have any topics out there in Radioland that you want us to cover, shoot myself, Sister M- Makeda, or Brother Yang, shoot us a, a link. Let us know like, what you want to talk about, because that's what it's called. Right. Let's talk about it. Not us talk to you. Absolutely. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. All
0: right. You got to join us and join in.
2: Right, right, right. Work starts here, work starts with the conversation So we need y'all to put in that work You know, so call the number That we post and uh, you know Press one and you'll be tagged on in And we hope everybody has a Productive, safe week, you know, make sure You tell your loved ones that you love them indeed Look out for each other You know, be that African village that we're supposed to be And don't let any of your Shortcomings determine your future Because today, you're not the person you was yesterday And you have yet to be the person you're going to be tomorrow we
0: Okay? Love you
1: all. See
2: y'all next week. Love you.
1: I don't
2: know. And wake up, clean up, stand up.